Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. American Relapse is a story about two people fighting to make a difference against a devastating heroin epidemic that's spawning a billion-dollar treatment industry. Against the odds, in an us-versus-world mentality, two recovering addicts spend their lives pulling needles out of the arms of addicts and assisting in placing them in reputable treatment centers. The film features Frankie and Allie, who live and work in Delray Beach, Florida, the rehab capital of America, now referred to some as the relapse capital of America. They allowed the film crew all access for one weekend. What transpires over those 72 hours is not only captivating, but raw, as well as a heartbreaking roller coaster ride. And with that, we're joined today by the one of the co-directors of the film, and that would be Pat McGee. And let's also mention the other co-director, which is Adam Lincolnheld. But uh, to you, Pat, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, very. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, now, how did this uh, come across your radar? I know you've done some other stuff in, in sort of in this realm before, but how did you find out about uh, Delray Beach, Florida? So I found out about Delray Beach, Florida uh, through Jamie Manheimer and Ian Manheimer. Jamie Manheimer, who's an executive producer on the project, he went to he went to uh, high school with Allie, one of the main subjects, mm-hmm. and knew firsthand about her struggle with addiction and he approached me and said hey pat you know you should check out uh what's going on in delray beach and um so i took a little trip down to delray beach met up with Allie. um i was actually in florida with my team we were doing another project called 24 to life where we followed people 24 hours before they were incarcerated and we had the day off so what do you do on your day off you drive across the state of Florida, <laughs> uh, trying to uncover another fascinating story. And Jamie and Ian introduced me and my team to uh, Allie, and uh, she took us around, gave us a little tour of Delray. And uh, I was just um, instantly attracted to Allie and her um, her will to to make uh, Delray a better place and to uh, to help struggling people struggling with addiction well with Allie and Frank you've you found two people who are in various stages of dealing with their their past with their issues regarding addiction as well as two very what I would call transcendent souls in the sense that they want to do the right thing and we we see how difficult that can be what was your sort of initial reaction you've said you Allie, but how did Frankie come into the story? Frankie uh also, you know, lives and works in Delray Beach, Florida. And uh he's he's friends with Allie. And um he's on the other side. Um uh, they both are working hard at the recovery. They're both um working to achieve the twelfth step, which is basically helping other people um you know, battle this disease of addiction. Yeah. So she introduced us to Allie and, and we, or to Frankie, and we knew right away, you know, this guy, he speaks the language. He knows addiction. He's 
not someone that's going to talk with a quote unquote you know addict he's going to he's going to he's going to speak with them and have a conversation with them instead of lecturing them and, and we thought it was important to have two people i mean you know frankie he works really hard on his recovery but he he struggled and uh, yeah. and Allie's she's gone to the treatment one time one and done she's undefeated so you get to see a little bit of uh, both sides of the coin and what's interesting about that and for both of them they they continue to interact on a daily basis with people who not only are either in recovery or have relapsed but also the the specter of opioids heroin hangs over their life on a daily basis it, it's it's i mean it i understand and i understand the desire to want to help people who through an experience that they've already been through themselves but what is that for you as a filmmaker to come into an environment like that and again i know you have some you know a background from dope signation and other but what is it like to sort of be in around the people that you were documenting in this film american relapse to know that they're literally minutes from re relapsing, from minutes from their, the availability of the thing that has caused their life incredible amount of pain and loss is right there in front of them on a daily basis. In terms of Frankie and Allie? No, of course, you, as, as, you're, as you're documenting something like this, I mean, what, it, what is it sort of... I, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, it, observing them, I guess is a better way to ask this question, observing them knowing that they are literally at on on knife's edge in terms of their of the opportunity to fall back into what it is that got them where they were does am i does that make sense am i yeah i i think you know to answer this you know i, I think there's a couple things you know for me as a filmmaker you know we wanted to pay, paint a picture that um really can make an out, outsider understand the dark depths of addiction so you know, for us, we knew when they were they were going to plunge a needle into their vein that potentially that needle, that syringe could be filled with fentanyl and heroin, and they could overdose and pass away. Right. And you know, we we struggled with that, and and we had to have a clear conscience going into this project and understand that look, you know what, we need to be truthful and have a truthful conversation, an honest conversation about what's happening. Uh, in, in the world of drug addiction. In order to do that, you can't look away. And so we need to go in and, and focus and make sure that we tell you what's really happening, shoot what's really happening. <laughs> and that's the only way people are going to understand um, how ugly this disease is. Yeah. Um, people yeah. are taking needles and sticking them in their bodies, all parts of their bodies, people that never thought in a million years they would be addicted to drugs. And then you have Frankie and Allie that want so badly to be clean and sober themselves, but part of their part of their recovery, part of their path to recovery, is to help others. Yeah. The twelve step, is, you know, to help other on their journey. Yeah. And so I think you know they're they're so close to the fire, and you know this this documentary and this project is about creating an honest conversation. It's about trying to shatter the stigma of addiction because too many people don't want to admit what's going on and what's happening. And I think Frankie and Allie 
are those people that can really take us into that world honestly yeah. and give us their POV because it's not about it's not about Pat McGee and it's not about our team editorializing this. It's about following them in their world right. and just really being a fly on the wall. Right. Well, let's take a step back. Um, heroin opioids are killing tens of thousands of people in this country. There's a statistic uh, you put in at the end of the film where more people died last year in America than all of the people, American soldiers who died in Vietnam in the totality of our involvement in that country's civil war. So uh, that's a staggering statistic. Walk us through a little bit of the situation in Del Rey in South Florida in terms of the level of addiction. And let's also sort of start the conversation about the rehab industry as well. Sure. And, you know, I, I, I always like to preface this by saying, look, I'm not an expert. Um, I'm, I'm a, a filmmaker trying to tell Frankie Nelly's story through their point of view. But, you know, with that said, I've, I've learned a lot. Delray Beach, South Florida. Delray Beach was known as the rehab capital of our country because there were so many treatment centers and facilities down there for years. And a lot of it had to do with alcohol and, and then eventually cocaine and other sort of substances. And then when we had the heroin and the opioid um, epidemic and outbreak, things got worse because the relapse rate were 90%. Yeah. While that was happening, all these people would come down and they would see a, a, a shiny um, brochure that said, you know, send your loved one to Delray Beach, get clean, there's palm trees, and there's, everybody looks clean and healthy. The reality was people were coming down now to treat heroin and opioid, 90% relapse rate. Yeah. What happens is then they relapse and they stay on the streets there. They've made friends in the, in, in the treatment facilities and they relapse and next thing you know, they're out in the train tracks and there's this community that's being built um, for people that have um, struggled in their recovery. And so along the way, the uh, Obamacare is passed and Obamacare essentially basically said that you can still get coverage for pre-existing conditions. We're going to start treating addiction like a disease, and it, it's going to insure millions, 32 million more people. It created all this opportunity for people to get well. But what happened along the way is a lot of you know, companies and, and people that were trying to you know, do business the, the, the wrong way, um, they saw this as an opportunity. So it just basically meant more people insured. They could go to treatment more than once a year. So if, uh, you know, they, they relapsed before, there's only one done. So a ton of people started going to treatment. And once they relapsed, they would go back into treatment. So a lot of businesses opened up places that didn't have the best interest in the patient. Right. And they just got greedy. They got greedy. They don't care. We have a broken health care system that is built on profit instead of, you know, helping people. Right. And a whole different story. But at the end of the day, all these businesses and these treatment centers looked at our friends, our family, our loved ones um, that were battling addiction as big dollar signs. Everybody had a price over their head, 30000 60000 I can make $120,000 off this person with this great insurance for three months. Insane. Yeah. So... That's kind of what happened, and, and it, it, it's sad, it's pathetic, and it's ugly. And, and I can say right now, 
that the state of Florida, Dave Ehrenberg and his team, state attorney in Palm Beach County, they're leading the way to make changes that are really, that are that are doing some amazing things that's going to set the tone for the, for the rest of the country. So yeah. things are changing, thankfully. Yeah. Just want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Pat McGee. He's the co-director, along with Adam Lincoln Held, uh, of the film American Relapse. And to your point, with the best of intentions, the idea of, you know, not having to worry about a pre-existing condition in order to secure health care, it's a terrific idea. It's one that we should embrace. We should all embrace and feel like that is, that's a good thing. But it is the this this fatal flaw in our in our healthcare system where there's just enough wiggle room, there's just enough loopholes in the system, and I don't know if they are you know inherently flawed or if people build in these loopholes uh, through the legislative process or what, however it happens, but it's happened. And the fact that this is something that can't be news to anyone who's paying attention, who has authority to make the changes. Right. I mean, this has been going on for several years and to see this level of sort of money corrupting. And it, it's not just the money. It also is cynical in the in the way that it treats the people that are in the system that are in this process. It's a cynical manipulation of them. So there is that. And that's really important for me. This is an important part of the film. The film is very humanizing in the people that we meet along the way who are dealing with addiction very it's heart heartbreaking it's wrenching to see what they're going through but then on top of that and this is again a very important component of the film the fact that even with the best of intentions people can get into a system that is um not exactly invested in whether or not you you are in fact cured or you get through it okay. Although there are people, and you show them in the film, and I, I don't want to just cu- uh, paint with one wide swath that everyone's in it for the money. There are plenty of people that want to do the right thing. But this is the thing about your film. It is, it's multi-layered. It is, it is multi-points of view, and we see them beautifully rendered in here. Um, I don't know if I have a question here. I just want to acknowledge, in my opinion, having having seen the film, that's sort of my takeaway from the film. If that's fair or unfair, let me know. No, I, I think that's uh, it's very generous, and I think you bring up a very good point. One of the things is, you know, we want to build empathy for addiction. And, right. you know, addiction is faceless. It's a disease that doesn't discriminate. Right. It, it doesn't discriminate. And our hope that is, that is uh, American Relapse can help build empathy for people affected by addiction. There's one takeaway that people can, you know, you know take is, 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 you know, have empathy for people that are struggling with addiction. It's real. With Allie and Frankie, you know, we were given an, an entry into a world where best friends drop dead, kids become parentless, families search for their missing loved ones every single day. That was a reality. Um, it was a nightmare, you know. To, to Frankie and Allie, that was just another Monday. That was just another day in the week. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, when we looked at trying to, to, to cover this as a documentary, we said, look, you know, we are independent filmmakers. We don't have a lot of money. Um, what we have is some passion, some skills, and how do we tell this story? Right. Well, we can tell it 72 hours. You know, we know what's going to you know, begin, we know where it's going to end, and just really drop into that world and just go where the story takes us. Let's just see what happens. Um, 
And a lot happened. You know, when you're an independent filmmaker and you don't have a lot of money, you need to figure out what's the best way to tell that story and, and you know, make it, make it effective. Well, so. I, thank you for bringing it up because that is a, that is a key element of the film, this uh, interesting sort of uh, device. If you want device, might not be exactly the right way to put it, but the idea of I've, 72 hours. This is what happens on a weekend in the lives of Frankie and Allie. And uh, while there is some information that we get that's outside of that particular time frame that's important to the film and important to telling the story, that is a really key part of it. And I and I and because it gives it that urgency, the film has an urgency to it because we're on the clock kind of in a way. And so you see the the urgency in these people's lives. You see you see. Yeah, you see this particular opening in 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 their world that you would otherwise not have access to. So it gives you that, you know, it gives you that uh, extra level of um, drama. I don't know if, if, even if that's an appropriate word to use in the lives of people who are dealing with this, but it certainly gives it an urgency. And for filmmakers who listen to the show, I mean, these are the creative ways in which you can very convincingly and very thoroughly tell a story. If you think it through, and I think what you did really is given what the sort of the parameters of what you were trying to accomplish is a, a exceptionally effective way of doing it. What we really wanted to do is we wanted to tell this story from, from the bottom up. We didn't want the story to be the POV of the people that have the PhD, the experts, the politicians, um, the people involved in law enforcement. That's a big undertaking. That's the people at the top. Those are, we want to start from the bottom right. and, uh, you know, Frankie Nally took us to the bottom, and the people that are, are you know, involved with their day-to-day struggle, including Frankie Nally, you know, we believe that the best sort of change happens from the bottom up. So clear to us when we're there, it's like, you know, when you watch Frankie Nally interact with these people that are really struggling on the tracks, and they're still trying to stay clean themselves, it's a lot different than having a politician behind a desk saying, you know, we got to do this, that, and the other thing, and here's some numbers. Right. Nothing wrong with them. They're they're doing their thing, but this this came from it from a different point of view, and and it's it's really resonating because I think people understand this language a little more. Yeah, because it's authentic. I agree. I agree. It's a very effective film. Uh, it's done very well at film festivals. Played at a lot of film festivals. Done very well. Uh, and I, I for people who want to find out more about the film, they can go to AmericanRelapse.com to find out about the. The, the story behind the film, the, the filmmakers, where you can see it. It's opening here in Los Angeles at the Monica Film Center on March 29th. Uh, coming up as well, it's opening in New York at the Cinema Village also on the 29th. And you can get to all of that information at AmericanRelapse.com. And also there's an element of interfacing with the filmmakers. There is a link here for people who if they want to express their own story about what they've dealt with in terms of addiction and others, there's a, a your story link on the, on the site. This film is, is it now Pat available on Amazon already? Uh, currently it's available on pre, uh, pre-order on iTunes and Amazon. And Amazon. Okay. All right. And again, it's in theater, see it in theaters, please people. It's so important for you to get out 
first of all, it's a great social uh, activity. You get to be with people. You, sh you When you're walking out of the theater, I can't tell you how many times, walking out of the theater, I hear people talking about the movie. I hear them talking with people that they didn't know before they walked into the theater about the film. It's a great social event to be able to go in, especially a film like this. It's uh, it's thought-provoking, and it's also, in, it's also informative and emotional as well. You, you do get tied up in, in the lives of these people. Well, Pat, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, all the best. All the best on this project. And you and Adam, I'm sure, will probably continue uh, working on other terrific stuff. I, I, I didn't mention some of your previous work. I, I think I mentioned Dope Signation, which you worked on, a docudrama. Also, um, Adam has worked on the, the uh, 24 to Life, uh, a, uh, another documentary. So continue the great work and really look forward to talking to you in the very near future. Uh, just one other mention. We have um, another uh, documentary film that uh, I directed that comes out it's at the Beverly Hills uh, International Film Festival, and it's going to be at the Chinese Man Theater April 5th at 9.30, and that is called The Deported, and it, it discusses and, and tackles the immigration uh, crisis that we're dealing with. Oh. But, uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much. Your, your show is amazing and, and so you. many good insights. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. I, I look forward to being back one day <laughs> okay thank well you. okay well thank you pat mcgee and um pass along my my thanks to adam lincoln held as well for for the work and uh thank you very much pat you've been listening to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films you can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.